Hey, welcome back to Shit's Weird, bro. We in this thing. We're talking about Project Pegasus. What's Project Pegasus? Yes. You know, Pegasus is spelled fucking weird. You know how many times I misspelled it in my research? Peg asses. Yeah, but it's that's not right. S- it's S U S, and we pronounce it sis, like S I S. So Pegasus. I misspelled it. All. Yeah, Pegasus. No, Pegasus, like, that. like suspect. Oh, Pegasus. Like, sus. like you might secretly be gay. You kind of sus. But there's a lot of um, lazy English speakers out there that say Pegasus. Yeah. But we're talking about Project Pegasus. Which, let's, I mean, once again, props up to people who name projects. Fantastic yeah. name. Dude, It's pro- it, hopefully it's the same guy that's named MK Ultra and... Midnight Climax. Well, and... there's uh there's a couple precursors to Project Pegasus. Well, first of all, what is what is a project a Pegasus? Project Pegasus is a US black project operated under the US Air Force Space Command that has allegedly achieved su- uh, successful organic teleportations with chillins with with chillins and possibly a very famous president that everybody loves. That we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. So, what was the precursor to this uh, black ops teleportation experiment? Well, project? you got the Philadelphia experiment, right? That's what I've been drawn into this whole time here because a lot of the same names are popping up. If you guys go back, listen to this episode, stop it, go listen to Project uh, uh, Philadelphia experiment. And then come back and listen to this episode. No, you There's go. All... You listen to Philadelphia Experiment, and then you listen to Montauk Project, and yeah. then you listen to Project and... Pegasus. Yeah, is that now that would be the a... order chronologically? That's the yes. order we're going in. Yep. So, there's the precursors, and I mean we can get into detail about them because literally we've done episodes on both of them, but they're uh, they're really fascinating subjects. Both the project uh uh, shit montauk project and philadelphia experiment and project pegasus but basically what we're talking about here is not only teleportation but also time travel which you can argue semantics because i've never done either so i don't know the difference i mean i know the difference but i don't i mean yeah you can teleport to a different time which would be both teleportation and time travel that's what well Teleportation could be a form of time travel if you just teleport yourself to the opposite side of the earth. And then obviously you're like in yesterday or tomorrow. So technically that's time travel. Technically we've time traveled before by traveling to the East Coast or to Europe. Technically that's time travel. Um, Is it though? It is. If you really think about it, like I left at – I left for Chicago at like 9 a.m. and I get there – late afternoon uh, four hours ahead or or not four hours ahead jesus christ three hours ahead so technically well technically time is a construct and has no meaning at all oh well there goes this fucking episode <laughs> <laughs> okay we, we that was a whole bag of worms <laughs> but uh that's not the express that's okay but if I get what you're talking about, you say time travel. I'm thinking time travel as in, like, you go back into, like, the 1800s 
and go to the French Revolution or some shit like that. That's what I think of when I think of time travel, not pop to the other side of the earth and you're in a different time zone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So is that what you're talking about? I feel like that's what everybody thinks about time travel. Okay. I just had to lay it out there, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So in Project Pegasus, uh, it involved a total of 140 children who would go on. They'd go on to become America's first generation of chrononauts. I love that name. It's a great word. Chrononaut. Chrononaut. Not time travelers. Chrononauts. Astronauts. Astronauts in time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like calling an astronaut a space traveler. It's like, it's accurate, but it's not as fancy. One guy keeps coming up. Yes. Uh, And, uh... Lyndon B. Johnson. No, oh, oh, no, not no, that not, guy. That's damn. the guy who killed JFK. That's different. Oh, what that's another talk- bag of worms. <laughs> what we're talking about is a wa- little-known Washington-based uh, attorney, Andrew D. Basiago. Basiago. I, I was, I was in limbo on how to pronounce his name. I couldn't figure out if it's Basiago or Basigo. You know, well, the I but, is before the A. Hey, if the I was after the A, you'd be correct. Hey, Chris, I'm not Italian. Is Bassiago you know? Italian? Sounds like it. Bossa Nova. <laughs> That's Italian. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're talking about a planetary level whistleblower, right? Bassiago <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> he was seven years old at the time that he was. Uh, in Project Pegasus. They abducted him at seven? That's crazy. No, they didn't abduct him. He volunteered. At seven years old, he volunteered well, himself. He's voluntold. Voluntold. Uh, <laughs> his parents were like, hey, you're going to time travel. <laughs> what the fuck? It's important, okay? It's For humanity's sake. His parents were like, you're going to save the world and yeah. figure out how to live on Mars or some shit. Yeah. Basically, Anyways. so he uh, he had from 1968 to 1972, oh, to- total of four heads, total years. Yeah, the shitheads love a timeline, and we forgot to announce <clears throat> that we're giving you a timeline. There is no timeline when you're traveling through time. There is, but it's very convoluted, kind of like Endgame. The timelines would make sense if time was linear. Some say it's not, because as you said, it's time circular. Is a construct. Yeah, okay, we're in a rival now. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Let's focus on one theory, okay? Basiago claims that he, from 1968 to 1972, he participated in a number of bizarre experiments that took him on journeys through time, space, and potentially into parallel universes. That's a different one. I didn't hear about that Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, wh- where would you go... I mean, well, I don't think they had a choice. I I wish they you know did I mean? just give these children like, where do you want to go? I don't think they Let's had dial that choice. It up. They're just like, here, we're gonna fucking teleport you to uh, to uh, German occupied Poland for a little bit and see what that's like. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure they just did something like that and just here, poof. put this on your sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say sure. what it was. A lot of people uh, had things up their sleeves during that time. You know what it is. 
I'm pretty sure they they did stuff like that rather than you either had a uh, star or a windmill. It was one of the two. Uh, moving on, I think that, <laughs> I think they just teleported you to like significant uh, moments in history because uh, I'll find it eventually. But well, Basiago said. To, anyways, to answer your question, I'd probably want to go to that concert that Jimi Hendrix had with War. And the other oh my uh, god that sounds amazing yeah. and the I forgot the other band that was there war was playing and then Jimi Hendrix just pops up and and surprises the audience with his last concert ever I'd want to go there probably just like yeah I'll slide Fuck exactly it. that'd probably be the best what's the address again yeah text it to me <laughs> I don't think they had that back boom then. Jimi Hendrix was a time traveler too so what <laughs> no I made that up I'm sorry okay. So, Basiago said that several of his voyages led him to the 1800s. On one occasion, he found himself at Gettysburg on November 19th, 1863, which was the day that Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address. Yeah, that's what I was, I was, there was historically uh, significant uh, happenings that they got sent to. But like, wouldn't the butterfly, whatever, I'm not going to get into that. That's a whole different can of worms. (laughs) It's like... I'm, I'm opening did... up all the. I'm like I'm at a fucking fish and bait store, and I'm just opening all the cans of worms. But it's it's things you gotta. It's things you have to think of when there's time travel. They had to have thought of this stuff. There's if so there much was, other shit if, going on, like the training for being a, a chrononaut must be really difficult. But if they're doing it with seven year old children, they're not gonna wh- meet their past selves. So all the movie tropes that That's like you can't true. run in. You can't run into your past self. That's not going to happen because right. your past self's not there. Um, the only thing... And you have to send them far enough into the future to not run into their future selves. That would really fuck you. Yeah. Running into your future self. That, Nobody that wants that. That would mess with your present self mind yeah. really bad. But, um, uh, that's but, how I turn out? Yeah, exactly. Or, holy shit, I'm a billionaire? Awesome. You know? And then you stop working hard your life and you exactly. never achieve it. You stop, you're like, oh, I'm going to be a fucking billionaire. I don't got to do nothing. <laughs> um, You'll see. You'll all but, see. But that's, I, I would assume if they're working on a project that involves teleportation and time travel, you're going to think of everything at that point. You're mm-hmm. going to think of you have to be in period correct clothing. Make sure you don't interact with anybody of importance. Like they probably right, didn't have right. They probably didn't have the guy go up to Abe Lincoln and were like, hey, sir, I'm so-and-so. I thought what you did up there was really swell. They didn't have that happen. You know, they probably just had him observe things and, you know, something that they needed to know. Kind of like Assassin's Creed. Essentially, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he even says, like, he didn't even see Abe Lincoln when he went. He And he How was did... dressed up as a, a Union bugle boy. Exactly. So they... They put you in period correct clothing to where it makes it you're inconspicuous. Nobody's going to think anything out of the ordinary. So you would have had to have thought of that. So the butterfly effect, I don't think is going to be that significant. If he's dressed up as a union bugle boy, most people are, that's not going to be a significant blip in the timeline. You know, they're like, oh, that's a union bugle boy. Not this guy's wearing something that I've never seen before. What the hell is happening here? That would cause effect. Yeah. So the butterfly effect, I don't think really comes into play because people are smart enough to figure this out. They're going to be smart enough to figure out how to avoid fucking everything else up. Right. So 
Continue. Uh, another thing he did, he went to uh, the Ford Theater on the day Lincoln was assassinated. And he and says he, he did, did it. He, he didn't step in or do anything. He said that he went there multiple times. So he even ran into himself twice, but he never actually witnessed the actual assassination. That's crazy. You know how nuts that would be? Like you're like, running into it, yourself like a couple days earlier or yeah, like. It's been in movies. Oh, what what day is today? Monday. Oh, well, you should probably go back because you're not going to figure anything out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. that's that's kind of crazy. That's been that's happened in a couple of movies. There was a movie on Netflix recently that I actually liked um, about time travel, but I digress. <laughs> and then he also says uh, each trip was slightly different than the last one, which leads him to believe that it wasn't just time travel, but he was also being sent into slightly different alternative realities on adjacent timelines, so parallel universes, essentially. So everything that I understand about time travel either comes from scientists that I watch on YouTube or the science books that I've read. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a nerd. I, I read Neil deGrasse Tyson and Stephen Hawking books. What the fuck ever? nerd alert! Whatever. Watch it. it. Read it. It's interesting. Well, I'm the guy um, who thinks there's six planets in the universe, so. Yeah. Or <laughs> the only Ignorance other. Ignorance is bliss, Kyle. <laughs> the only other option would, uh, the only other source of knowledge that I have would be from movies. And Avengers Endgame explains this pretty well, that if if you go back in the past, it does. You're not on the same timeline anymore. That same timeline exists as it was. But if you go back into the past, it splinters off and creates an alternate parallel timeline that you, you fork could, it up real good. Yeah, you still interact with, but it's a completely different timeline. Um, so the only thing that that doesn't make sense in that logic is how he's running into himself. That would, in my head, mean that you're on the same timeline you're just you're going back at the wrong time right but if each time you go back it's a little bit different and he said he only ran into himself twice but he did he went back to the fourth theater multiple times so maybe on the times he didn't run into himself he was on a parallel timeline could have been or he just went back at the right time or knew how to like if he didn't run into himself, he could have been on like his fourth trip or, and know where he's going to be. Or he was in all parallel timelines the whole time because he never witnessed the assassination. Well, did he stay to the end of the show? I, it doesn't say. So <laughs> either in the timelines that he went, it was a great show and nobody got shot. Or he just didn't stick around long enough for that, Abe Lincoln to get popped. That's it. That's interesting. I mean, he got he Abe Lincoln didn't get shot at the end. Like everybody wasn't clapping and then he got shot, you know. He got shot during the show. And so, then everyone started clapping. Maybe the racists did. <laughs> but other than that <laughs> fuck Chris. <laughs> um tough crowd. Anyways, um, 
So what did he specify what he was going to the Ford Theater for multiple times? Like, was he trying to plot out history? So or the so they send children there to like witness these events and then give them like tell them what they saw. So they're just children are more truthful and they don't you know. They're sending. They're seeing if it works. They're testing. Yeah. So they're seeing. They're sending them to historically. event eventful Mm -hmm. historically significant events or like Um, events like that where you know what happened and when it happened you send them there and then make sure that they can accurately describe it because you already know the description yes because you have a very good description right so you can test you can test their callback if you send them to the same place multiple times and and that way they know what to look for and they can better describe what they're seeing because they have they've had practice. I understand that. That makes sense. So so he went to the Ford Theater. What was the first one that he went to? He went to the Gettysburg, Gettysburg, Gettysburg address. Um, um, he says that he stepped into a plasma confinement chamber in 1972 in New Jersey, and hopped back to 1863 Gettysburg, and there he visited the dedication of the Soldiers National Cemetery. Is that the one where it has the three, the three sol- the the three graves, and there's a soldier constantly guarding it, twenty four seven, walking back and forth? I'm not sure. It could be. Shitheads will tell us. Tell us okay. like shit. Uh, shit's weird, bro. One, and now we forgot to oh. uh, plug it. We are now. We are now on Instagram. So if you guys are listening to us and you haven't already followed us on Instagram, it's at shit's weird, bro. Go follow us, give us a like, and uh, it'll keep you up to date on all our new episodes, and it'll give you some nice uh, throwback clips at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, oh, another you announcement. Are, you are <laughs> one of the first, <laughs> and go ahead and hit that fucking subscribe button, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, leave us a review. You know, all that good fun stuff. Support us so we keep pumping out this content for you guys. That's right. Anyway, so he goes to uh, he goes to 1863 Gettysburg a lot. I guess a lot of stuff with Lincoln, which is you said plasma. Yeah, that's kind of that's what I was seeing. And then you said plasma chamber. Yeah. So okay, that's where you left off. Yeah. Before I rudely interrupted. So when he went to Gettysburg, he said that his uh, he was wearing like really big shoes. And that they were, like, calling attention, and you're not supposed to call attention when you're a fucking time traveler, right? Should make sense. So he claims that his original pair of shoes vanished during the time travel or teleportation, kind of like in The Fly. So, Uh, yeah, so that leads me to believe that uh, he had gone back already. That's his, like, second time there, you know, and Maybe. he has no recollection. Because there is a picture of, like, a Martin McFly-type kid with, like, sort of a bowl cut-ish look. Really? And he's wearing, he's got, like, really big shoes, dressed as a Union Bugle Boy. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. And then... That's cool. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's kind of, meh. So, well, no. Oh, that's that's pretty interesting because if that if you got would, photographed, 
Well, he got photographed, but I mean that's. I'm, I'm sure that's a pretty it, big no-no when you're time traveling. Yeah, but he's in it. They they've made the concessions and put the proper clothing and things like that on him, so he doesn't right. look out of place. Exactly. It's not like that. It's not like that guy at the. What was the attempted assassination of one of the presidents? I think it was like the attempted assassination of Bobby Kennedy. There was a guy in the crowd with like some futuristic sunglasses and like a camera around his neck, mm-hmm. um, which is probably photoshopped in. Let's be honest. But the the like a time traveling tourist, and he just takes yeah, pictures like yeah. But the, the picture looked legit how they did it. So whoever the photoshopped artist was was talented. But it's kind of like that 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 guy stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah. The the bugle boy, Mister Basiago, doesn't doesn't look like that. He blends in. Uh, but the shoes, it seems like it would be like his second trip. And he was like, Hey, people were thinking, we're looking at my shoes and doing all this last time. Maybe we should fix that. So, well, there was like have... a whole story. Like he, he went like into town with no shoes and then, a you know, someone saw that he was dressed as a union bugle boy and gave him like a pair of shoes because they saw that he didn't have any shoes. So they're just ill-fitting shoes from some like really nice person yeah which i mean yeah that makes but sense. like in the picture there's legit just like a bugle boy chilling which could be any damn body the only way to figure it out is if you can get a a child picture of mr andrew basiago and compare it to it's probably on his uh state issued um id from when he worked in project pegasus yeah but they right? probably not Put, keeping that out to the public, you know? Maybe this not. Probably, probably under wraps. They probably confiscate that when you complete the program. You'd be like, hey, don't tell anybody this. Oh, thank let's, you. Let's not forget about his trip to fucking Mars. What? Yeah. Mars? Yeah. Okay. All right. In the, in the 80s, uh, while he was working under Project Pegasus, he utilized the, the they call it a jump room which is how they like teleported similar yeah. to the uh, Montauk project, like the chair. If you go back and listen to the Montauk project, a lot of this stuff isn't spoilers. You've already heard about you, all this stuff. You know about this. You've read about this. You've heard about this. You've seen this. Yes. Yep. So just not with this guy's name in it. Right. So he's supposed to act as a ambassador to the Martian civilization. Alleged There's civilization. a civilization on Mars. Hey, they found a riverbed that was active for like thousands of years on Mars. It's not active now, but it, at some point. Yeah, there was there was liquid water on Mars. Anyway, his fellow travelers to Mars, one William Stillings and one Barack Hussein Obama. What? Among a number of others. I may have preluded to that yes, earlier you but you didn't you didn't spoil it you're good that's I, right I Barack that Obama purpose. went to fucking Mars Barack Obama was a cosmonaut chrononaut Cro- chrononaut well cosmonaut too well a little bit I all mean the same. he did go to Mars so yep during but... during their trip to Mars uh Basiago claims he encountered many extraordinary things uh not the least of which were towering dinosaurs and what he described as humanoid uh, scorpion men. So Land of the Lost, basically. Yes. Without Will Robinson. Is that a different thing? 
That's a different thing. Well, he was he was that's lost, that's in, space. lost in space. Yep. He was yep. Will Robinson kind of. Yeah, but in a different franchise. Yeah, yeah but he was in Land <laughs> of the Lost. That's So there was dinosaurs and scorpion people on Mars. Yes. Okay. This sounds like a South Park episode. It very Crab well could people. already be. Crab people. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's a it's a South Park episode. According to um, Basiago, the roaming Martian dinosaurs were known to devour any humans who found themselves on the planet's surface. Like, what the fuck is this? These guys taste delicious. So he he described Mars to be a very extraordinary but also very dangerous place for humans. And Elon Musk wants to fucking get us there. Yeah, no thanks. Well, I'm not going to be on the first ship. Like, oh, we've had more, this conversation. <laughs> yeah, more power to him. I, I, I would love to go to Mars. That that would be awesome. But I'm gonna I'm gonna wait a couple of years for a couple of ships to go there and back, and let us know what it's like. You know. Yeah. So then, then another question I have about Project Pegasus is like, why kids? I said that they're, you know, they don't lie as much, but they also do lie a shit ton. So there's, I mean, you don't know about. Well, it's hard to were tell. They, it's weird because some of them weren't impoverished kids. Like they weren't kids that were going to be put up for adoption. They weren't kids that were going to be. Uh, These are future presidents po- and other successful people. Speaking of future presidents, he, uh, uh, Basiago also claimed that former jumpers included uh, presidents like both Bushes, Clinton, and Barack Obama. So we had Boom. a stretch. We had a stretch of chrononauts in office. Not only like that. A, Basiago, Basiago ran for president in 2016. Well, that didn't. I mean, he was running against his old Crononaut teammate. But so Barack. did these nuts. Yeah, Barack so. is. You know, Barack may be. Well, I'm not going to get political. Let's get out of this. He wasn't um, running against Barack in 2016. He's running against Trump and Hillary. Yeah, I, I chose the wrong election, but I was going to say something else. So let's Keep, move on. Yeah. Um, But. Anyway, I'm not being on that first ship. I want somebody to report back and be like, "Hey, there's Martian, uh, there's Martian dinosaurs up here. Get the fuck away." Uh, and scorpion people, no thanks. Scorpion people sounds horrendous. Sex sounds that... terrible. Well, unless you're another scorpion person. Even if you are, I don't want a stinger. I don't want a stinger. Well, I mean, you could you could definitely spice up uh, your your sexting and your phone sex. You how could do how so? With, you could do things with that stinger that you can't do down here. I tell you what. <laughs> oh, <yeah? laughs> Fair enough. No, I I don't know from experience, but. All right, let's know. transition from scorpion sex to children. See seamlessly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there is five. Uh, main reasons for involving children in Project Pegasus. Uh, First, they're experimental test subjects into the physical and mental effects of teleportation on children. Uh, So, yeah. I I got something that's a little bit more concise. You can can put in your counterpoints afterwards. So, uh, they typically sent children because the design limitations made it difficult for adults to jump. 
and that's all that they said. So I'm assuming it's because the size Smaller constraints, yeah. this, the size constraints of whatever vessel that they're using to get to these places. Second of all, any adult, any adults who actually managed to jump, mm-hmm. uh, despite the limitations, suffered psychological trauma. So adults are far too developed in their thinking. Right, they're so questioning it more, and they get all fucked up in the head because they're questioning if it really happened. Right. They, this is against everything that they know um and children seem to be uh seem to psychologically adapt better to these jumps however the jumps are not always safe as one child (laughs) one child returned from his temporal voyage before his legs ah that sounds familiar philadelphia experiment a tad bit you know philadelphia experiment they were in between they were actually fused to the whole of the ship Sounds really familiar. It's so you not guys, the same, we, but... A lot. It's similar. Yeah. We urge you guys to go listen to it. You know, it's it's actually a great episode. It makes you think. Um, Alfred Wibley reports he was writhing, uh, writhing in pain uh, with just stumps as where his legs were. So his, his legs were gone, and then all of a sudden, poof, his legs show up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the more concise version of what i have that's why they use children because mainly because size constraints and their the child's psyche is more malleable than the adults yeah they're they're blank slates in a way you know their perceptions aren't skewed by selection bias uh produced by previous experiences yep um but yeah that was really concise thank you yeah no problem you know but i mean that's pretty it it is kind of odd but you know, it makes sense when it comes to, I would assume with something like this, you kind of want to believe that this yeah. stuff's happening. And even if you do want to believe as us, uh, I I mean, we're males and we're 28 and 29 respectively. It's mm-hmm. not going to be our brains. We're going to want to believe and be there, but we're mostly developed. We're not completely developed because guys are stupid and they don't end up developing all the way until they're like 35. That's right. Um, so still we want to <laughs> exactly. We're still we're still making our way through this thing called childhood. Um, but it, it like it still would be fragile for us because we go there and we know reality is a certain way, but turns out it's this whole different thing, and we could do all these different types of stuff. So that would that would freak you out and screw some people up mentally. Not everybody, but some people. Well, I mean, imagine going like being in the seventies and you travel to something like I don't know, nine eleven. And yeah. you see that happen, like you come back to the seventies and you don't freak the fuck out. You probably freak out a little bit because I mean, planes are definitely a thing, but you would probably be much more against travel. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you, I saw one of those smash into a fucking building and destroy the building. Like it, it, it exploded. You would go to the airport and be like, "Why is there no more? Why isn't why isn't there more security?" Right. Because I mean, I would love to. Me and you both like to travel, Chris. We yes. like exploring the world and traveling places. And a biggest pain in our ass is TSA. Hey, um, you know what? You can take a lighter, but you can't take a match. I don't know. There's Where they draw the line things. is very interesting. I can't I can't get a 
I, I can't have more than three ounces of liquids, so I can't bring like a full shampoo bottle. I mean, I don't have hair, so that doesn't matter, but like a whole body wash uh, <laughs> bottle, you know, like I can't do anything like that. But I don't know. Like now we're used to it and I got TSA pre-check, so I just like shoot right to the front of the line anyways. But Whoa, like fucking la da You should get it. It's actually amazing. Um, I'm not going to get it until everybody can get it. Okay. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. I just want to um, I want to take the high road you, somehow. So, either way, we love traveling me and you. Could you imagine going like flying in the 70s? You, you could you imagine in how a fucking carefree gum wrapper plane? Well, no, no the I 70s mean, was like I'm smoking a fucking cigar on the plane. I don't give a fuck. But that's what I'm saying, Drinking like a scotch. The, the technology might not have been there. Um, as it is right now, but the freedom that you would have on the plane is just another level. You know, you literally just go through the airport. There's no such thing as security. Bro, you know what I mean? it's, when you traveled in the 70s, it was a fucking event. You're in a suit. You know, you're not yeah, in your fucking it. sweatpants with a stupid-ass pillow hanging half-ass off your neck. Yeah, it's an event. I got my suit on. Dragging your whole life behind you. You got a briefcase, fucking fresh-pressed suit. Smoking a cigarette, looking cool, like fucking D.B. Cooper in that bitch. With my Rolex on, just yeah. looking dapper. You know what I mean? But, and, the, and the, all you do, you walk in the airport and you're like, oh, here's my ticket. Thank you. I'm at Terminal A-10. You walk straight to Terminal A-10 without any bullshit. You sit there and wait for the plane. <laughs> just walk. Yeah. And you get on the plane without having to worry about pre-boarding bullshit and yeah now now and... you know you get your ticket it says fucking oh b52 gate b52 is like five fucking miles over there but <sighs> over here is where you have to go through security dude <laughs> i can't tell so as most of you shitheads know i got into an accident and i broke my back and i was paralyzed for a little bit I can walk now, but it's not like normal. I got to use a crutch and all that good fun stuff. So it's not easy for me to get around. It's easier, but not the easiest. I'm not, I'm not like fully functioning. Once I started traveling, once I had broken my back, this was after I broke my back. I traveled before then, but after that. You traveled more. I traveled more. Because but, now you don't have to walk anywhere. Oh, I still you can walk, just sit on you know, a little I, cart and they drive you straight nah, to fucking B fifty two five miles I have, that way. I have I have too much pride for that, Chris. Uh, I walk. Fuck that shit. I'd be right there, sir. <laughs> I walk, but I before che I check this, my dignity at TSA. <laughs> before this, in my travels, all of my gates were very close to security, <laughs> right up front. All of my gates. I was right there. I walked 10 feet. Boom. I'm at my gate. Since my injury, every single time I travel, the gate is at the end of the fucking airport. Damn it, Kyle. Life hit you all at once, didn't it? Bro, it's the fucking worst. At the, I'll tell you the worst one. The worst one was Seattle. When I went to SeaTac, they have, they have a weird airport where it's not just one terminal where you just walk a really long way. Yeah. There's like a main terminal with security and then you got to take trams and shit to get to the other terminals. I hate tram airport. airports, but it's also actually faster. 
It's just, especially when you go to like Europe and shit and you don't speak the country, the language yeah. of that fucking country. And you're like, ah, yeah. I'll get but on this one. I, I got on the tram. I made it to the right terminal. Turns out the terminal is still another half a mile long to the gate that I got to get to. So I get off this fucking tram and got to walk another half a mile down to my, oh, it has happened constantly since the injury. It's, it's the worst. It's a real... We think we got lucky with San Diego, where it's just right there, but that's the only one. And I probably just jinxed it, but fuck. That's my gripe with travel. Either way. Where how did we get on this subject? Uh I I all I said was nine eleven and you just went right into it. Oh, that's it. Nine eleven because all the security that they Oh, that's they, right. That's how we did yep. it. Yep. Well speaking actually, imagine you are a kid in the seventies and you see it. So let's let's okay. Project Pegasus actually knew nine eleven was gonna happen and Donald oh, Rumsfeld was the sitting US Secretary of Defense on September eleventh. And he was also the defense attache to Project Pegasus during the early the blah during the early seventies. Okay. So in the early seventies, Rumsfeld was officially serving as a counselor to Nixon, and he was a member of Nixon's Board of Wage and Price Stabilization. So while he's doing Project Pegasus, he's also in the White House. This is a whole different thing. I didn't I didn't research any of this. This is news to me. And then he was also the Secretary of Defense on during nine eleven. That's crazy. So Basiago claims that uh, DARPA had achieved electro-optical means of discerning past and future events via different technologies that provide quantum access. So on top of time travel, now they can fucking just scope. Oh, just look at like, it. Look like, in their hey, fucking crystal happen? ball. Like, you could literally oh, look at the go. future. Yeah. That's cool. So... Basiago says that while serving in Project Pegasus, he viewed moving images of 9-11 at the secured U.S. defense technical facility where they were processed after uh, being retrieved from the future. So basically, people are saying, I'm saying, it yeah. it kind of revolves around the false flag operation during 9-11, where... Uh. If you don't know what false flag is, it refers to blaming an attack on somebody that's not necessarily involved. Kind of like pirates would fly like a nation's flag and then fucking shoot this ship down. And then the people that own that ship would blame that nation when really they're not involved at all. Like Afghanistan. If you want to learn more about (laughs) 9-11, go look at our our older episode on 9-11. So, to sum it up, the theory is that Rumsfeld had prior knowledge of 9-11 in the 70s. And then he used that knowledge to allow 9-11 to happen anyway, and then he blamed it on somebody else to benefit him. Yeah. And, well, a lot of other things. I mean, it doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense, but it's an interesting theory that flies off of this Project Pegasus thing. Yeah, yeah, that's still crazy. Yeah. Um, so. Like, if you knew it was going to happen, why wouldn't you try to figure out what made it happen? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you, you figure you'd want to go back and, and 
well, either try to prevent it beforehand, you know what I mean? Because you've seen it or, uh, I don't know. Or is that too much yeah. of a rabbit hole? It, well, it could be a rabbit hole, but, um, you know what it I mean? Can like, also... You try to fix one bad thing and then, okay, something say else. you fix that, something else bad's going to, or like three other bad things are going to happen. Final destination. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's a real catch 22. Yeah. Um, it's, it might be against the rules. That's my, might be why he didn't do anything. Cause project Pegasus has been around for what, since the fifties they're observing report only. Yeah. They've been around since the fifties. So there might be rules that they figured out over time. You know what I mean? There might be bad events that have happened in our past that are a result of project Pegasus because they were trying to prevent something else. Right. You know? So there might be rules in place to where, like, you can't interfere with the future. The future is going to happen as the future does. So if you know this is going to happen, you can't interfere with it because if you do this, then something else is going to happen that's equally, if not more, bad. So, yeah, I worded that. That's okay. Weird. But, you know, but uh, something like that can happen. So I understand if he knew about it, why – nothing was done about it you know because yeah i'm making an excuse for him now like if he knew about it he probably should have said something but they project pegasus probably has much more experience on it than we do and doesn't allow that type of stuff to happen because a and b will happen you know right so it's tough okay um, major oversight on our part but i didn't even I, explain how I, all this shit i was works. literally I, I was literally going to say a major oversight right now too, but you go first. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) that's, that's how on the same page we are. They had several time travel devices at work during these experiments. The majority of Basiago's temporal adventures uh, can be attributed to Nikola Tesla. Ding, 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 ding. Right. Is that what you were going to say? Well, it was one of them, yes. Okay, so there were documents allegedly retrieved from Tesla's New York City apartment after his death in 1943. Uh, allegedly retrieved? They killed him because they wanted those. They give us the documents. Exactly. Well, couldn't they just look into their fucking crystal ball and get him anyway? Or actually, they couldn't do it, it without it the didn't technology happen yet. because Tesla the, yeah. was Tesla was the. F- forefather of this shit. He was probably like, "Oh, we're gonna use this for good," and then J.P. Morgan was like, "Fuck you, no, we're not." Yeah, yeah. Thomas Edison so, at the same time. Well, was like, I mean, no, they, we're at least make they, money. I mean, I was going to say they waited till he died, but they killed, clearly killed him and just went for it. Yeah. Uh, but these documents, they revealed a schematic for a teleportation machine. And they used, uh, it used something Basiago called radiant energy. Uh, the machine. Well, would... that's what Tesla called it. He, he right. that's Tesla's terminology for it. Uh, Basiago just regurgitated it like we are doing right now from what i understand it's essentially electromagnetic waves yeah before they Uh, knew what that was radiant energy is a form of energy that tesla discovered that is latent and pervasive in the universe and has among its properties the capacity to bend time space which is amazing it is amazing so he found something like that in the fucking 30s and 40s so that that was in the late 40s and we're looking at uh, not late 40s, he died early in 40s. the early 40s so yeah i mean it's 43 
43. So, so I mean, it's very, that, very similar to the Philly experiment. So it is because oh, keep go ahead. I keep well, it, off. it's very close. Be, I'm just <laughs> keep go ahead. Um, because if you look at our Philadelphia experiment episode, the the whole mechanism behind the spoiler alert. Well, no, I don't want to give away spoilers. The whole the whole reason behind what happened in the Philadelphia experiment was I think it was th- four large Tesla coils on the ship. Right. Um, Tesla's technology that caused uh, the events of the Philadelphia experiment to happen. So he was on to something mm-hmm. that the U S government in the years after during uh, uh, middle to late world war two, were just figuring out the extent of his research because right. he had died in the forties uh, in the early forties, they stole his research and they started using it with their other scientists that leads into project Pegasus when in uh, the late forties, this is post-World War II, there's something, a little something called uh, Project uh, uh, Project Paperclip um, that happened. Um, so the Manhattan Project, we all know what that is. The Manhattan Project mm-hmm. was the, the research that the found A-bomb. the A-bomb that ended the war. Sorry, Japanese people. I didn't make the bomb. Um, so the Manhattan Project, it contributes to the U.S. space-time program, likely while the University of Chicago, as a professor, or this is Edward Teller, he was the one that was uh, contributing to this. Uh, in between 47 and 54, uh, before the Hoppen- Oppenheimer controversy, which uh, Oppenheimer was one of the main scientists on the Manhattan Project and all that good fun stuff, around 1958, uh, Teller have contributed to the space-time program among certain government and military science uh, circles. And so he was heavy into this. Um, During that time, Paperclip was happening, which basically leads into uh, Project Pegasus. So all the main players that were in the uh, Manhattan Project, so Edward Teller, uh, Harold Agnew, uh, Howard Hughes, all these guys after they had finished Manhattan Project and they had received these German scientists like Werner von Braun and guys like that. Werner von Braun was working on something different, but he could have very well been working on this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, They took some of the smartest German scientists and fractured off and basically started working on Project Pegasus, which was uh, Tesla's idea of, well, I don't think it was Tesla's idea. They were using some of his principles was the idea of teleportation and time travel. And if project paperclip is any indication, like if us getting to the moon is any indication of what these scientists were capable of, mm-hmm. who's to say that this black, uh, project that nobody knew about that was undercover with, the leading scientist in the world at the time that had worked on making all this type of stuff couldn't have gotten this done, you know? Yeah. Um, and a couple of these guys worked on a bunch of stuff that we've already talked about. Like Howard Hughes was also, uh, a key player in the Stargate portal being right. launched in the seventies. 
So these guys are working on all this stuff. Stargate, uh, the Manhattan Project, which we needed to end the war. Um, also, mm, the war was all but one before. I mean, that put the exclamation point on it. You know, fucking Jesus. Like, okay, you were about to say un- Jesus. I, I don't know. I feel like it was unnecessary, but well, I mean, a lot of people do, but it was probably one of those things that was like. You see what we're capable of. Fucking stop, dude, type of thing. You know? Weird flex, but okay. Yeah. You know, I wasn't alive back then, and I didn't make the decision, so, you know, I wish it didn't happen. Is that better? That's better. Um, Yeah, don't justify killing. uh... I'm not justifying it, you know what I mean? But, like, something had to happen in order to stop the war, and it was— it was on its way out because it, well, that's another episode. Yeah. I digress. Anyway. Um, but we, we completely skipped over this whole section in the beginning. Yeah, I know. Project, Pe- Project Pegasus was, uh, came about because of Project Paperclip. They, there was the U.S.'s top scientists combined with Germany's top scientists at the time, which many people believe had created things like uh travel uh, like almost like uh what am i trying to get at like the wunderwaffen and like these incredible uh weapons and they've also thought they've uh had gravitational flight they right, thought all those the germans wild... yeah they like thought the, the, germans... the bell uh what was that the bell kexberg kexberg yeah uh they thought that they had uh invented these different means of flight and they thought they they came up with anti-gravity and things like that these brilliant scientists in germany because germany was way ahead of the time people thought that hitler was in contact with extraterrestrial beings because the technologies that they had were nothing like what the u.s had we talked about that on the kexberg episode yeah let's plug as many fucking episodes as we can on this episode you got to man go back and listen to coincides. that's the thing we need them listens um, but those same scientists that came up with all that stuff combined with America's greatest scientists that came up with everything that the U.S. had in order to win the war, they combine their collective thoughts and they come up with all of these crazy projects, Project Pegasus, the Stargate, everything. You know what I mean? Like, it seems very feasible to me that this stuff could have happened. Especially when you factor in all the other evidence like all the other stuff that seems circumstantial and it doesn't really stick but all of it together it It, really makes a very compelling argument whether or not Basiago is just absolutely crazy which I don't think he is because he's what he's an attorney right he's a lawyer anybody can be a lawyer as community will teach you if you're a lawyer Um, I'm not you know downplaying your accomplishments that's fantastic for you i mean you got to go to school for a long time to be an actually good lawyer right i mean if 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 you're a narcissist and you can lie really well you can be a lawyer um university of american samoa (laughs) yes um but you know like unless this guy's batshit crazy i don't think that this is out of the realm of possibility We've we've 
gone through crazier topics in this podcast that seem very real. This doesn't seem like it's too far out of that realm of possibility. Somebody got shot in the background. I can hear well, I live in Oakland, so that's racist. That's just no, gonna. Not. That's I what? made it racist. How? I made it racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> says says the guy who justified the Manhattan Project. I didn't justify it. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> Shit. But yeah, fucking Project Pegasus is something that fucking it happened deal with it i don't think it happened i think it's still happening oh because it's black you know it's a it's a black project that hasn't been they haven't said oh it's over with you know what i mean they're like oh project pegasus was a thing and it yielded nothing you know like the other projects that we've talked to this one is something that honestly is purely speculation and based off of i mean fairly credible sources and in a couple of in a couple of circumstances, but there's nothing that says that it's it it's still not going. You know, right. it, it could it could be an ongoing project. And why and wouldn't at, it be? Every you constantly I, have to check. I mean, there's so much shit that has happened and hasn't happened. It's infinite. Like I I mentioned the Marvel Cinematic Universe earlier, and Project Pegasus is actually in the MCU. So, you know. Is this a Marvel theory or is it like my you can't see this view, you know, but my my eyes are rolling rolling so far back. It's true. You know, but what what if the MCU's version of Pegasus is just a ploy for us to be like, oh, it's just a made up thing that the movies made type of it. Like if somebody hears about it, they're just like, oh, it's that thing that's off of Marvel. What if it's just like Uh, a distraction? They're diluting it. What if that's the thing? I'm not saying that is a thing. Are but you arguing the hiding be. in plain sight theory? What with today's today's society, what better way to hide? Like, there's so many things that are out there that have been uh, disseminated to us, like the all the UFO videos that have been put out recently. Ninety percent of people are like, "Oh, that's bullshit." Even I though, feel like most people are like that's real. Like, people think, our age now are like. No, that's real. I think that's the people that we follow on Twitter and Instagram that think that way. They're all like-minded. So I think that's a very small population of the actual entirety of the country. I think a lot of the country is like, oh, that's that's just fake. It's grainy footage, like what the hell is that type of thing. And it's just out there. They're literally showing us, hey, this is UFOs. We don't know what the hell this is. But you're like, nah, you're fucking with us. Like, a lot of people are like, no, nah, that's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, if you're an alien and you're going to make, you know, a flying object and you don't want it to be detected, just make it look hella grainy. Yeah. Like, the picture well, doesn't suck. That's just the way it looks. That's just the way it looks. That's that's the, the radar footage that they have off of the fighter. Jet. It's a pixelated paint job. But in any... Uh, Anyway, Project Pegasus has happened and is happening. And I believe it was successful. And Barack Obama was a chrononaut, which is very interesting. That that's is probably very why, interesting. That's probably why he was the president he was. We 
we want Barack Obama to speak out on Project Pegasus. We we need to make that a thing. Yeah. You know, it's probably like it, somebody get a hashtag together. Hey, make a hashtag now. Our work is done. <laughs>